You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to the Express with Bilal Vakani, joined by my second favorite Daniel, Daniel Shahori, because Daniel Bryan, and my second favorite lawyer, Ari Goldkind, because Ari, my, my sister's a, a young and prizing lawyer, so, you know, family first. Um, and I'm going into WrestleMania thinking it could be great, but I feel like Ari WWE will inevitably let me down this year. Uh, I don't think that's the case. I look back on our discussion last year uh, because I'm still fascinated by the Roman Reigns uh, reign. And I think when WWE cards are sort of underwhelming or when the matches don't jump out, at least, you know, not the top marquee ones, but the bottom of the card don't jump out, that tends to be when those pay-per-views are more memorable uh, rather than less. So while I agree with you on paper, there's a whole bunch of matches I have no interest in. They don't, to quote JR, they don't put asses in seats. Uh, I think at the end of the day, if the stadium is packed and they do it the way they've done it in years past, I think we'll all be pleasantly surprised by at least a couple uh, standout moments that will be remembered long from today. What do you think, Dan? Uh, yeah, potentially a few standout moments and otherwise it looks like an an honestly an average episode of smackdown oh, other than a few of the main events four or five things other other otherwise to that point i can't promise we'll get through all 15 matches but let's start with wwe champion brock lesnar taking on universal champion roman reigns in a winner take all championship unification match i believe uh, i was watching the youtube video of, of dude perfect sort of showing off the stage and i think they were billing this as potentially the biggest match in WrestleMania history. Uh, Ari and Dan, you're both uh, better historians of WWE than me, but we'll start with Ari. Could this be the biggest match as WWE is billing it in the history of WrestleMania? Not even close, but they know that. It's sort of like when they did Randy Orton versus uh, Edge. Yep. I think about a year ago is the greatest match of all time. I mean, I think that was unfair to Edge and Randy Orton, that was a match that was forgotten four minutes after it was done. And it was incredibly well done. I don't even think it was done in front of an audience. There is no chance through your and my lifetime that any match at WrestleMania will ever be bigger than Hulk Hogan uh, versus Andre the Giant. I don't care what anybody says. I was in the Sky Dome for Hulk versus the Warrior, which I think is probably the second biggest. I think the third, because it was a different era, you get into Austin versus The Rock particularly in the Astrodome, I think arguably Hulk versus the rock and yes. at, uh, you know, and I remember being there for that. I, I look, we don't know what's going to happen in this match. So, but there's no chance other than marketing and billing and trying to sell and get those two nights in AT&T uh, stadium filled, which was not an easy task as of, I think two weeks ago, I don't think it's sold out below. Mm -hmm. You may know, but this is uh, a marketing thing. I think it'll be great. I think these are two people that I could do your entire podcast talking about. I'm no rush to get to Logan Paul or Dominic <laughs> Mysterio, who I think every wrestler who's worked their ass off their whole life should probably want to take Dominic Mysterio out behind the barn and, uh, you know, put him down. But I think it'll be fantastic. I think these two people could take up our whole podcast, but nothing will ever match Hulk Hogan and Andre and ask any wrestling fan, by the way, as I finish my answer, ask any wrestling fan what's imprinted in their brain. If you've been a wrestling fan, as long as the three of us have, it's Hulk and Andre. And I'm sorry, as good as Ricky versus Randy Savage was that we know was a great match for technical reasons. Hulk versus Andre is literally to me, the seminal moment in WWE history. 
Dan, let me throw it at you this way. If we're sitting here a year from now talking about Roman Reigns defending potentially a unified title against The Rock, I would imagine, Dan, that will be an even bigger program to this if we're, you know, fantasy booking, you know, a year from now. Well, they're selling, like, like Ari said, they're selling wolf tickets. How, how will you possibly describe that one? Is that, how, like, is that still going to be the biggest match of all time? It sounds like it. If it sounds like it's bigger than uh, Brock and, and, and Roman. So, uh, and, and I also do not believe for a second that this title will be unified in a year. They'll, yeah. they'll split it and come money in the bank. Yeah, no, I, I completely could see that happening. One thing I, I really didn't see happening, especially when you go back to when Kevin Owens contract came up was him uh, not only being at WrestleMania, but potentially headlining the night of WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin on his show. Uh, Dan, I'll go to you first. Uh, this, you know, regardless of what it is, cause I'm going to cut Stone Cold all the slack in the world. I don't care if he goes on his ATV, rolls down the stage, uh, drinks barely two beers, and does the worst stunner I've ever seen him do. I will be very happy with this. It's impossible for WWE to screw this up, right? Not impossible, but I am excited for this. Uh, one of the th- one of the like three or four things I'm excited for. And I know he's done this in the like Austin is like he's done this in the past. He's done like a Piper's Pit. He's done uh, a thing where he confronted Santino one year. So he's done these types of things before. This time, they like. Th- they're making us believe that it's going to be a little bit more than that. So I think they're under promising and hopefully they're going to over deliver on this. Ari, I was talking to our friend Santino Morella the other day, uh, shameless plug for the Bilal Vacani hour. And he was telling I me it every week on my show. So you're, you're, you're preaching to the guy who leads into your show when I'm not preempted by sports, but that's another yeah. issue. Um, but nevertheless, uh, Santino was telling me that stone cold is in exceptional shape potentially better shape than even edges. And that's crazy to think given all the stuff edges done at his accelerated age, uh, are you expecting more than just a talk show? Are you expecting this to become a match or a bit of a brawl? Are you expecting anything more than uh, a beer clashing? A few things. I hope it doesn't become a match, even if Austin is in incredible shape and has been, and has bought a ring and done what edge did in his house and put it. I, I don't think it should become a match. I think yeah. if you listen to, Austin's interviews, which you both have listened to for many years, he is extraordinarily proud that he went out against The Rock. He was very happy going out, looking up at the lights, doing the honours for a guy that he loves and respects to this day. I don't think this should be any showcase uh, to put Austin back in the ring with the shirt off, even if he's ripped, doesn't matter to me. I mean, he hasn't been in the ring for 19 years. I don't care if he does six stars. I actually think this should be handled in a different way. I don't think the obvious thing should be happening here where Kevin Owens is going to end the segment getting stunned, uh, beer dropped on him and stone cold in front of the Texas stadium doing it. I actually think this is a moment where you can take Kevin Owens, who has gone from superstar to Shinsuke Nakamura mid Carter Mm. to a little bit more of a superstar. And here's the point about Kevin Owens that I think is lost in this translation You know, if Owens comes out and does what I think it's going to happen, it's going to hurt Owens. Uh, I mean, if Austin comes out and does what I think it's going to hurt Owens. But here's the funny part about it. Look at what Kevin Owens has done in the last three to four weeks to drum up interest in this. He is in a ring by himself. He is not working off anybody. He does not have a rock to the Austin foil. He does not have 
a yin to a yang. He does not have a Brock to a Roman. So the part of this story that interests me more is, is Vince McMahon want to make new, bigger stars out of the people he have. I don't think it hurts Austin. You know, you, there's a lot of ways you can do it with, you know, maintaining Austin. By the way, I don't like the idea of the Rock versus Roman Reigns thing. I don't think that's the biggest thing ever. Just back to what all these rumors that I saw and Paul Heyman was talking about it mm. last night. I actually don't love that. But to me, I think this is a real and, I, and I'm not so sure Austin will want Owens buried. I think those two I like agree. each other. I agree. Uh, okay, So I think those two has a fondness. Obviously, Austin gave him the sign of the cross or the kosher or whatever religious euphemism you want to use to use the stunner. So I actually think Austin may go to creative. And I'm not saying I'm right and I'll be proven wrong tomorrow that he's not going to tar and feather Owens and make him look like a jobber. Well. Look, uh, this is why I love talking to both of you because I get these different perspectives and it just makes me more hyped for all this or potentially more disappointed when none of the things we say happen. Um, but in you know, kind of that vein, let's take a look at the SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair taking on the Royal Rumble winner, Ronda Rousey. I am very, very excited that Ronda is back. But the issue becomes that because of the situation with Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin, you have a situation where the Rumble winner in Ronda Rousey is probably not going to main event on Saturday night just based on the dirt sheets, which, as we all know, are not dependable. But if that is the case, Dan, should this potentially open uh, night one as a way to give it at least the secondary spot? And then I think we can all forgive Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out in Texas to end night one on potentially a feel-good note. Right. If I were Charlotte and, and Ronda, I would want that spot. Mm-hmm. Um they would be eaten alive if they have to follow Austin and Kevin Owens and it wouldn't be fair to them. So I would want this, that that would be the best possible spot for this. If they'd be lucky to get this spot as well, because there's other people that could also have that spot that, that would make sense. But uh, I would probably go with this to, to open the whole show. Ari, would it be a different situation if this was Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, as opposed to Charlotte and Ronda Rousey? So it's funny that you ask about that, because to me, I, I re, look, and, and as I think Vince McMahon said on the Pat McAfee show, if he listened to the Internet and the 5% of people that pretend they're the 95% of people in the audience, you know, he'd be broken out of business. I would watch Charlotte Flair read a phone book. I don't find Ronda Rousey particularly interesting. You would think after UFC, she'd have a Brock Lesnar-like feel where it's, you know, indestructible, I don't think that's the case with her. I think her facial expressions are all wrong. I don't think she has uh, sort of the theatrics to carry an interesting program. I don't find Becky all that interesting. I think a lot of her noise is probably uh, thrown in or audio, whatever the word is, you would know better. Yeah, sweetened, whereas, you know, other people are authentic. I mean, when Brock's music hits, when the Roman Reigns song hits by the way i read an interesting article about why and how roman reigns's music changed it was a fascinating article for his theme that we all knew from the shield for many years but quite frankly i would watch charlotte flair as i said read a phone book i think she is underappreciated i think people are stupid because she believes in herself and comes off as egotistical why that's bad in wrestling uh, and how Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar don't do it escape me. I think she is the unsung hero of women's wrestling. And as I said, she should never lose. And she should be on a 567-day Roman Reigns-like run. Yeah, no, that's that's certainly interesting. And I'll, I'll tease something here, Dan, that'll bring us to the next match. Uh, and I'm just going to shout out Santino Morella again, because he, he said something which I can't even believe I never thought of. And he was looking ahead, you know, a year, maybe two years from now, when we could be talking about 
Beck, uh, Bianca Belair taking on Ronda Rousey and having those two former athletes going head to head. In the meantime, we have the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch taking on Bianca in a rematch of their SummerSlam program. Dan, I think this is probably over-delivered. I think when we were leading up to this and I was looking at that SummerSlam program where they buried Bianca and I could see they were coming back to it, I was not really enthused even after the Royal Rumble, but I think they've built a decent enough story, Dan. Yeah, well, it's just because I like them both. Uh, they're both great. I don't know. I, 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 I be, Maybe I'm, I'm bedazzled because both of them, I like them both both so i don't know if the build has been particularly good or not the story is there uh you want bianca to have her comeuppance um but it, it, to me it's it's i i guess i appreciate the build more than charlotte and ronda but that's not saying too much but you know again this is one of the matches that i'm looking forward to as long as the outcome uh, which i believe should be Bianca going over. So, you know, last year, Ari, when we had that Bianca Belair crowning moment against Sasha Banks, two African-American women headlining for the first time, I honestly was in tears because it was such a good match. It was so emotional. It was one of the, it was the most invested I've been in the match in the last couple of years. Does this feel like a step backwards for Bianca? Um, or is this just, you know, the reality of having a Ronda Rousey where you kind of have to slaughter somewhere else for now? I felt none of what you felt. Uh- <laughs> I'm bored to tears by her. Uh, I think that silly waving her hair thing is just stupid. I think she's forced down uh, fans' throats. Again, another person who I don't think the audience reaction is in the arena, what we're told. Mm. I think Becky Lynch at least can use a microphone Mm. properly. I think Becky Lynch knows how to talk now. If you look at her on Stone Cold, she gave a brilliant explanation of why the five-second, ten-second uh, win over Bianca, got her more heat and Bianca more sympathy than doing a 12-minute uh, usual match. But I, I have no interest in Bianca Belair. I think she has that spot for a whole series of uh, uh, other reasons that I think women who could do as well, if not better than her, and have put in the time and uh, you know come up in the usual way that don't have certain advantages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just find her completely uninteresting as really? a person. Now, if she flips to a bad person Mm. maybe there i would see a different side but right now it's sleep inducing to me it it, uh, you know i'll pitch it back to dan i'll throw something else out because you you do have me thinking hey i I do miss bailey i I do miss Mm -hmm. oscar uh and there are a lot of talented women like we could talk about io shirai and kaylee ray who really should not be in nxt right now and could very well be on that main roster and be very good where are you on that, Dan? Because I think there, there's a wide range of opinions, and I, I don't think anyone's neutral on Bianca Belair. Either you believe or you don't believe, and I, I honestly see both sides of it. I'm a fan of Bianca Belair. I really like her. I think overall, uh, I think Becky, as well as she's doing, is miscast. I think mm. Becky Lynch should always be, not always, but she should predominantly be a face. Especially coming uh, back from a, you know, a return the way she sure. did, having a child, like it writes itself. I really do like Bianca. I think she's... She's not at the level of Becky, Bailey, Sasha, and such, but she's getting there. And uh, uh, no, I, I I'm a fan of hers, and I and I wish her all the best. And uh, I I again, I still, regardless, the, I think that Becky Lynch is overall a better performer. I still think Bianca should get that win back on Saturday or Sunday. Saturday. Yeah, I've I've lost all attempts at trying to figure out what's on what day. Saturday, Stone Cold and Roman and Brock. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Speaking of losing track of things, a lot of stuff has been made of Seth Rollins and his 
bizarre Ooh. quest to WrestleMania. Uh, and it's come down to Mr. McMahon choosing his opponent. Ari, I, I have been basically watching Raw for the last series of, uh, probably for the last month because I, I'm so plugged into the community. Really, I've been watching it since I was 10. <laughs> no, what I was trying to get at, I've been watching it basically, go, you know, looking for the clues for Cody and mm. hoping that Cody would come and be like, okay, he's going to come now. He's going to come now. And in a way, this is almost masterful. Uh, maybe not so much with Veer and his endless path to Raw, um, but I, I, I'm so fascinated to see if there is a swerve, even if there's just a joking swerve of a Shane McMahon shows up on the night of or Bray Wyatt and it still ends up being Cody. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because there's a, a million so, theories. It's funny. You said the name that I was most interested in, but the fact that he posted on Instagram, uh, that's Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, I thought ruined the chance that it could be him. I thought mm. it was going to be Bray Wyatt because I don't think he ever had a real falling out with the company. <laughs> I think he was probably injured and, you know, no, he never said a bad word about WWE. He's a class actor. I think everybody likes him. I thought, first of all, I think Cody's boring. I thought he was boring in AEW. I don't think he's that interesting. I think if he was, Stardust would have not left and had to do what he had to do. And I appreciate, you know, as Chris Jericho says, that's terrible booking. I don't think so. I think interesting people tend to get over. Look at what Kevin Owens has done, losing for six months in a row on Raw. The audience still sees him as somebody to get behind. So I actually think Cody, other than the, surprise of the announcement or the American nightmare music. I, I don't think Cody is more than a two, three month uh, thing. I'm not that interested in it being with Seth Rollins. I was really, really interested in it being Bray Wyatt. If they didn't start right off with the fiend or the Bray Wyatt music, but did something a little quieter, did something a little bit more mysterious, a little bit piano. And then all of a sudden the lights turn red and Bray Wyatt comes out. I think the place would have gone nuts. The other place, quite frankly, because you haven't heard a word about The Rock mm. uh, at WrestleMania. You haven't heard a word about him. You have no, only heard uh, scheduling uh, and this, but you haven't heard anything from him. And he's been silent this week. I thought if you ever want to pop the AT&T Stadium and 120,000 mm. people that have paid a minimum of 500 bucks for a ticket, oh boy, if that music hit uh, as the surprise person and it's not Cody... There's nobody going home that night thinking that they were underwhelmed. Okay, Dan. I still think you're going to get that. Okay, Dan. At the end of the Roman match. Yeah, which I I have to make this joke, Dan. You're going to forgive me for this. What if John Moxley has just been a sleeper agent all this time and it's him? (laughs) Is that an honor of Scott Hall's passing that you thought there's another end (laughs) happening? Or oh my god, because it ain't. ain't. (laughs) So who, who? So Ari, who do you think it's going to be? I think sadly it will be Cody, but I really do think WWE because it's WrestleMania does to use Bilal's term, have a surprise up their sleeve. And sorry, Bilal, what did you ask me? I was going to ask you, could it have been John Moxley all along as a joke? Oh, no, realistically, it, what do you think? I thought you no. So you're asking me what I think. I, I think it's probably Cody. Um, I, I, if, if I mean to be, it, I had never thought about Bray until, this afternoon until somebody had mentioned it or that he popped up on social media. Um, but it's probably Cody. There's no reason that they would hold off for him till Monday. Now that as some people might've suggested mm. and, but have you also, you've, you, you might've heard the rumors that for some reason he's backed out and yeah, I've we seen might that. see him on Wednesday. And I, I'm at a loss as to whether, McMahon and Cody are sitting somewhere just having fun stirring the pot because at mm. the end of the day, 
this is free advertising. This is free PR for them. And if they have this in their pocket and also, you know, Cody is a, a very unpredictable person. As you look at his, his, you know, portfolio of what he did in AEW to go from building that company to being the first person who was part of that construction to leave so abruptly. Uh, it, it, it's completely unpredictable. So I'm, I'm not going to try to predict it. Uh, we're going to get into the sort of lower half of the card um, and uh, we'll go a lot quicker here. Johnny Knoxville is going to take on Sami Zayn anything goes match. Normally I wouldn't really pay this much credence Ari, but Knoxville is so crazy. Sammy has, I think, been exceptional in what could have been nothing with a lesser wrestler. I actually think this will be fairly interesting. So you said, let's be quicker. I'll be quicker here. I've said this to my friends. I've said this to my partner in my practice. There is no person that I would rather see be given a microphone and told, go do what you do. You're underpaid. Uh, The audience wants to love you, sort of Kevin Owens style. Mm. There is nobody better right now. And when I say nobody, Nobody more entertaining than Sami Zayn. He is, to use again a Jim Ross term, he is a hell of a hand that I think in the right circumstances could take on a more Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan-like run. Dan? Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, And and this is one of the few matches that I'm I'm excited for because I think it's going to be, you know, I'm probably... Johnny Knoxville is probably going to win because he's probably going to have his jackass buddies or somebody. Mm. A lot of people are going to interfere. Uh, but I, again, I, same as I, I love Sami Zayn. I loved him uh, so, as soon as he became Sami Zayn uh, from El Generico when he he was the king of NXT in those days. And he was uh, so he, that type of character could be like a Daniel Bryan, like like Harry said. Let's move over to Edge and AJ Styles. And and when this match first came out. You know what? Honestly, Dan, I was very excited. But then as Edge went through his blue phase, I got less excited. When AJ wasn't on TV, I got less excited. The new music's pretty cool. I'll give Edge that. Um, but then the verbiage from Edge, like it feels like Beth Phoenix just wrote it for him. And, and Beth Phoenix is good, but she's not as good as vintage Edge in terms of writing material. And it just feels like they workshopped it a bit too much. How excited are you still for this match? Relatively, uh, I think th- there's... If I was them, I, I would be feeling a lot of pressure because this is the the workhorse match. And uh, I think there's a high expectations on what these two are going to do. And so there's probably a lot of pressure. They're probably going to be given a lot of time, more so than this match needs, but they'll probably go 20, 25 minutes. And it should be the, you know, possibly the match of the night. That's what they're, that's what, that's what the hope is anyways. Ari, is this a dream match for you? No, I don't like the build. I think it feels false and forced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Edge was a good guy to start with when he came back. There's mm-hmm. something about his face and how he's aged that he should have been a bigger heel and a better heel. I think this just feels like trying to get AJ to be the face. I think AJ Styles, who I think will put on an incredible match, as Daniel mm-hmm. said, I think the match will be incredible. But I think AJ was very, very badly hurt by being beat up and roughed up and made to look like a little guy by Omas, who I don't yeah. think will ever make the WWE money. I think there's an El Gigante. I mean, he's much, much more talented than that, obviously. But I think AJ has been very, very tarnished from the guy that, you know, you thought could be the champ, the world champion. Uh, I, I think that has hurt the Edge uh, AJ presentation. Yeah, too little, too late. Logan Paul is teaming with The Miz against Ray and Dominic Mysterio. I, I know you're not dying for this, Ari. I will just say this. I interviewed Tyron Woodley ahead of his fight with Jake Paul, 
and uh, I buried Jake Paul and then Jake Paul buried Tyron Woodley. And uh, unfortunately, Mr. Woodley retweeted that interview. So it went out to about 300,000 people. So I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to make fun of the Paul brothers. What do you think of this? I don't think you should give a crap who makes fun of you or who listens. If 300,000 people are listening to you, that's a good thing. Uh, I actually don't care about three of them. Uh, I don't think Logan Paul is anything other than fill in the blank. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, I think, has no business being there. I don't like anything about him. I don't care that it's nepotism. I mean, The Rock is not nepotism to me. The Rock earned it on his own, was given nothing by, by Rocky Johnson. This idea that they were even close uh, him and Rocky Johnson read their relationship not that close in many significant ways. Uh, I, I'm not interested in Rey Mysterio anymore. There's only so many 6,000 times I can see the 619. The person to me that continues to be underpaid and undervalued who makes every piece of crap he's given gold is you know who it is. It's the Miz. Wow. Always, always the Miz. The guy loses every single match you ever watch and he always comes out making himself and the people who beat him better i think that guy is probably hall of fame material that nobody thinks is hall of fame material dan what do you think of the original mjf <laughs> i think you should tweet this interview this podcast to the miz just so the miz can hear what ari did and the miz will just have a tear rolling down his face of appreciation to what ari just said he will be in the hall of fame he deserves it um yeah uh, otherwise this shouldn't go longer than 10 minutes okay i made a note we'll send that to the miz uh pat mm. mcafee is taking on austin theory dan uh I don't, I don't know how much you saw pat mcafee's match in nxt it is among one of the greatest, uh, whether you want to talk of him as a former athlete, as a celebrity, as a commentator, however you want to classify Pat McAfee, it was stellar. I'm not huge on Austin Theory. I understand what Vince McMahon likes in him, and he is a, a good enough performer for what he is doing. Um, and Vince, he might get involved. If he says something, I probably won't understand it. Um, but this could be quite good, Dan. This is one of the matches I'm looking forward to, and I don't know why, because the pairing was so random. It just came out of nowhere. And and again, like so McAfee has had, what, in total, what, two matches in NXT? If, if that, yeah. He had like a, a War Games match, and then they had yep. the one-on-one -on -one match uh, with Adam Cole. Uh, but for whatever reason, uh, I'm very fascinated by this, especially because... Austin is the protege, the hand-picked guy, and, and there's a lot of pressure on him. And it's to me, this, this for whatever reason, this has a lot of interest for me. Ari, I am worried about McAfee doing less commentary on the WrestleManias themselves, but this should be good. The thing I like about this is I think you have Austin Theory, who I think could be interesting, certainly has the ability to work. But the thing about Pat McAfee, and I'm keeping the answer short here because of time. Yep. The thing about Pat McAfee that I really like here, and I didn't see the match you're talking about because I don't watch NXT. <laughs> the thing that I really liked, that I really like about Pat McAfee is this. I feel genuine emotion yes. from Pat McAfee. To me, Pat McAfee being there is literally like if Vince McMahon called Bilal Vakani, Daniel Shahori, or Ari Golkine, and said, you now get to live your dream. We would be kids in a candy store. The fact that we're in our 40s or whatever we are, below 30s, whatever you are, mm. that is Pat McAfee, but with talent. 
talent on the mic, Mm -hmm. talent in the ring, as you say. To me, it's all about passion. And I think that's something an audience appreciates. Okay. It's one of the few, a few fresh matches too. Yeah, 100%. Okay, lightning round. We'll just do singular comments here. Women's Fatal 4-Way for the tag team titles. Uh, I really hope Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan's cosplay does not amount to them being champions. I, I think Sasha, Naomi, Natalia Baszler should win this, Dan. I really don't care about this match. I, it shouldn't even be on a SmackDown episode. Fair. Ari? I think the person who should be more pissed about this match than anybody is Sasha Banks. Yep. That's mm. a demotion of the highest order. Mm-hmm. I still think Carmella, if they stop making her a joke, and let her show what she can do both on the mic and in the ring. To me, this should be a showcase for her. It might be raw tag team champions, RK bro taking on the street profits and alpha Academy. Um, As Dan kind of just alluded to, this is very much something we could have seen on raw. And I have no other comment, Dan. We did see this on Raw in some format, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I don't care either, but RK bro is probably going to win. I don't know. But- Sorry. Street Profits should be fired. They bring nothing to the table. Uh, Randy Orton continues to be unbelievable. He's in better shape now. He's a better wrestler, talker, athlete. Uh, you name it than he was 10 years ago. He'd be the first to tell you that. His interview about how NXT wrestlers are dangerous yep. and nobody protects anybody was great. And to me, the unsung hero of this match, that even without Kurt Angle, who I always thought should be the manager of the Alpha Academy, mm. Chad, Gab- Chad Gable deserves a doubling of his pay because Mm -hmm. there's a guy that you thought would be, you know, the Brooklyn brawler for the rest of his career. And he's a guy that at every time he does better than what they give him. Thank you, Ari. I I couldn't do the Gable impersonation. The SmackDown tag team champions, the Usos are taking on Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. I've really enjoyed their Toyota Tundra commercials. But again, Dan, that's my only comment. That was the best part. That's the best part of this whole build. I also do not care about this match, uh, but the Usos are probably going to go over. Ari? I do. I think other than uh, Jimmy uh, should have been fired for his 12th drink. (laughs) Mm. Uh, The Usos should never lose. They never don't put on an incredible match. I think Boogs is interesting. Nakamura is not. But I could watch the Usos wrestle uh, Stickmen, and you know that you would think that the Stickmen have a chance. Drew McIntyre is finally going to face Happy Corbin, who's undefeated, apparently. And uh, this has morphed into a thing about Madcap Moss. It's it's gone on too far, hasn't it, Dan? It's gone on way too far. This should have been like the start of hour two on SmackDown. Ari? I think Drew should not be happy about this slot in the card. He (laughs) certainly has been demoted to it. But uh, I think the problem with Happy Corbin is that they don't take – I forget what his real name is, Tom something. I forget what it is. Everybody talks about what he's like backstage, that he's a beast, that he's tough, that he's mean, that he, nobody messes with him. Let that be the character and make him actually bad so that the audience is not laughing at him or not interested. I think there's a missed opportunity with Baron Corbin or whatever his real name is. We're also going to see Xavier Woods and Kobe Kingston take on Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Uh, obviously, this one is a little cloudy because of what happened with biggie and the incident with ridge hall and not that you know it was just a a freak thing um i at this point dan would probably prefer that as he's now known butch formerly pete dunn was in this match as opposed to holland but i guess the point here is you're trying to build that guy into something of a future star butch no uh holland i'm sorry Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think they uh, obviously the plan was going to have uh, Biggie there, and I think 
we probably should look to Biggie probably making an appearance just as to come out and wave to the crowd and people. He'll probably get a huge pop just for surviving a broken neck. Yeah, that'd be great. Ari? Total waste of time match. Xavier Woods yeah. continues to be past his best before date. Sheamus, I think, uh, has been misused uh, repeatedly. Uh, I don't know that Rich Holland is dangerous. I think it's a bad match. Somebody mm-hmm. stepped on his face. Ricochet is not on the yeah. card. Um, I don't know why Ricochet is not on the card. I thought he was the champion of something 10 minutes ago. Yep. Uh, tells you what they think of that belt. But uh, this is a total filler match and of no interest to me. Speaking of filler matches, we have Bobby Lashley taking on Omos in a, a program that was literally thrown together days ago. And I believe both men may also be in the SmackDown Friday night WrestleMania SmackDown Battle Royal. Really? Uh, I, I know Omos is in there. I assume Lashley is as well to further this quote unquote storyline, Dan. Um, yeah, this should not have made the card. No, and I'm worried that Omos is going to beat Bobby Lashley. Yeah, Harry. <laughs> Well, it's funny. Daniel sort of said it more succinctly. I actually think for people who really enjoy wrestling the way the three of us do, I think what Omas did to um, uh, Apollo Crews and Commander, I forget, Aziz, Aziz. Aziz. I thought was one of the most butchered things I've ever seen. If I was Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz, and that was done to me after my service to the WWE, the stupid Nigerian King accent, Mm. all of this and all of that, the service to NXT, and I'm jobbing to a seven foot two guy who is not going to get over. I'm sorry, just not going to get over. I actually think what Dan said expounded is if they even go in the ballpark of doing that to Bobby Lashley, I think they will. And see, I think it's going to be the opposite, but you know, mm. that's maybe because I think Bobby Lashley won't allow himself to be treated that way. I think Bobby Lashley would pull in Austin and leave the building because if they do do that to Bobby Lashley, he is dead forever. The way Commander Aziz and Apollo Crews are dead yeah. ever. And the and Viking I, Raiders. Yeah and, yeah. and I don't understand, particularly when there are house show circuits, and you want people to come out and be believed in Poughkeepsie, New York, or Tacoma, Washington. I just don't understand why you need to get almost over, which you're not going to do by burying people like that. So expanded on what Dan says, I really hope that that is not even in the zip code of what happens to Bobby Lashley. I hope you're right. And before we go, I also just want to say, because we're not going to go into NXT but uh, let us all pray that Cora Jade does not become the NXT Women's Champion. Dan, Ari, thanks for your time, and we'll wrap it there. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.